On pin 68, you've got Soul, so hold me tight, shows the first major departure in sound within Johnny Nash's career. Everything prior to this amounted to 50s teen pop, jazzy covers, gospel, and crooning. With Johnny Nash's smooth voice, he was able to elevate each of these. But there was a turning tide between this album and his last one, in 1964, composer's choice. Nash had moved to Jamaica with his business partner Danny Sims in 1965, where he would be exposed to the roots of reggae, rocksteady, and ska. Hold Me Tide is a perfect transition album. There are still covers on this album, but every song on this album is drenched in reggae beats, and we start to see Nash find his voice and his freedom outside of the white studio sound. It's no surprise either that 1968 marks the death of an American era with the assassinations of John F. Kennedy and Martin Luther King Jr., the latter effectively bringing an end to the formal civil rights movement with the death of its leader. This isn't to say resistance halted, though. African Americans continue to find new ways to resist the oppressive and colonial systems that held them back. Nash's transition to this new sound and what feels like freedom for his voice and creativity strikes a beautiful metaphorical note as Hold Me Tight drops in such a significant year in American history. So join us today as we explore You Got Soul, So Hold Me Tight, and the reggae beat on this episode of So Gross, Such Point, Much Point. Welcome everyone to So Gross, Such Point, Much Blank. This is your host, Blake Collier, and with me is the lovely Joe George. How are you doing today? I'm lovely, apparently. I will take that. I feel like I'm standing in a cool river that's running by, past me as I smile towards the camera. That's how I feel right now. Oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> so that's the cover to this album. And so far, you've been talking about the covers. And I'm, this is the most notable one I've seen so far. You have the cover. Have you seen the cover? Yes. It's it's Nash. Yes. Looks yes. like he's it almost looks like he's holding a selfie stick. Like it kind of has that that posture yeah. of him. He's in a river and he's got a big old smile on his face. And he's what do you make of this cover? <laughs> no, I I it it. I think it's notable that if you look at the at the at the um, all the covers leading up to this album, they're very much a studio type cover. Yeah. Uh, and this one feels like the first time where he's like, "That's a good photo. I'm going to use that." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it's a vacation is, photo, right? <laughs> yeah, that's me. That that feels like me. And so, yeah. and so, yeah. I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to stand and stare at the camera like, you know, like, you know, the studios want me to do, but yeah. I'm going to show you who I am. Yeah. And uh and I like the I even like the font. Uh the uh, way, the way it wraps around his his face. <laughs> uh I mean it's it's it feels new, it feels different. Yeah. And it and this is I mean it's it's telling. Yeah. Uh, I think it's in every way this album shows uh, a new direction for for Nash. 
Yeah, it's refreshing. I mean, like yeah. like the river there. It's mm-hmm. the, the the each time I've listened to this record, um, I've just big stupid grin on my face. Yeah. It is it is pleasing all the way through. Yeah. I don't know that it's a great record, no. but it sure is a nice one. You know, it it's 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 just he sounds he's in his element. I mean, he's he's closer to the Johnny Nash that most people know. Yeah. Um. So this is this is uh, his first one for JAD, which is the label he starts with. Uh, like you said, with his his but I'm guessing JAD is Johnny and Danny. I'm, yeah, I'm going to assume. Uh, yes. <laughs> yep, I would say, I would think that that's probably the case. <laughs> yeah, um, and it's 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 his his rock steady sound that we're yeah. used to here, and it's just he feels natural and in his element and his voice is so well suited for these songs i mean we've seen him do some amazing stuff so far and i don't know that he's pushing himself at any of these tracks but it's it's just it's it's suit it's perfect it just fits this is like what Mm -hmm. his voice was and it's natural element this is probably what he sounds like singing in the shower sort of thing like yeah it's just what he sounds like well, and, and I think that's the key to this album. I, I don't think it's meant to be uh, the height of his new sound. I think it's him starting to recognize what he can do, uh, what inspiration he can have, what influences he can subvert. And he's he's saying, you know what? I've been stuffed in this box for so long. I'm yeah. just going to release this yeah. and I'm going to do what I want to do. And whenever artists have full reign over their over an album, most of the time it's gonna be a little rocky as far yeah. as the the quality of it because the beauty of of creativity is that the more people involved, the more voice you get and 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 the more perspective you get on how a, a album comes together and how it sounds. Uh, but it involves people you can trust, and I don't think he's trusted most everyone up to this point except for maybe King Fleming, yeah, uh, on yep. the last album, and so. Uh, yeah, I, I think you start to see that he's he's around people he can trust, but he's doing. I, this feels like an album for himself. Yeah, absolutely. So. And I guess I, I think maybe we should back up a little bit in case in case anybody listening hasn't listened to every single episode that we've recorded, which I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> I've listened to zero episodes that we've recorded, so maybe that tells me something. Um, but. Uh, in our in our biography of Nash, we kind of go intro there. Um, he he leaves at this point to go to Jamaica, leaves the states, spends some time in Jamaica for reasons unknown, um, and falls in with the reggae crowd there. And uh, these people that he trusts that you're there, you mentioned Blake, include people like oh Bob Marley. <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, it's one thing to be like I'm working with. The A and R guy who discovered Paul Anka and produced yeah. uh, Nifty Sinatra records. It's also like, oh, I'm jamming with Bob Marley, who is, who is largely unknown from what I can understand at this point. And so, yes. there's, I, I totally agree with the reading that you just had there. The sense that um, he's he's, it's like him just jamming, you know, yeah. like he mm-hmm. he's around other people who are like him. He can be himself. He doesn't need to show off or anything. He's just. He's in his element and it sounds so good and it's clearly a different different backing band, different uh uh production, different everything where he's just yeah. fitting right in. It's it's so good. So, <laughs> and these are so, his first hits too, right? Yeah. I mean like yeah. first ones that chart uh for the first time uh, appropriately. Which I, which sounds right. I mean yeah. it's it, it's it's odd uh that that you know these are the first ones that charted because 
you know, he's starting to see, oh, so when I actually explore myself and my <laughs> yeah. own means of expression, that's when I start getting notoriety. Yeah. Um, and that's and that's kind of the, the 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 sad undertone of his whole career is that, you know, this is a man who is so talented, so experimental, yeah. has a lot of um, creativity in his bones, and yet cannot quite find that that uh, that draw for people. Yeah. And, and so, um, trying to trying to hit that. Uh, which he's able to do here in in, in the seventies when we get to there, uh, when he gets that one hit song that everyone knows, mm-hmm. uh, he probably at that point he's like, man, that was a lot of work, and man, <laughs> am I tired. <laughs> yeah. But hey, I got my song. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, which all that just makes me want to hear those apparently three hundred or so tracks that he has now that oh, he has yeah, never released. No doubt, he's been recording for the past fifteen twenty years. Because you have to, you have to expect a guy like this has been listening to music the whole time, and he's probably listening to all sorts of music. Yeah, and and just playing with it. And yeah. Can you imagine what some of those tracks sound like? Oh, I mean, no, some of, of them are probably a hot mess. But... Yeah. <laughs> but it's so crazy. I mean, we're we're jumping ahead. We shouldn't be doing yeah. that much. But for a guy that sp- spent so much time in a studio system that was limiting him, it makes total sense that he would end his well the latter half of his career um, or life <laughs> uh, yeah. that he would just want to sit in his home studio and record his own songs. I mean, yeah. like he's got full autonomy now. Uh, yeah. He's, he's recording for an audience of one now, yeah. but I'm skipping too far ahead. I, I just, because this is such an explosion of, of idiosyncrasy that we've wanted from him yeah. so badly. Uh, what, what, what songs do you like here? Oh man. Okay. So don't look back. Classic classic tune mm-hmm. um yep. i love the way it's arranged here yep um i think the opening track hold me tight is is wonderful as well as you got soul which is yep. they're both in the title um most of the time this album's known as hold me tight most people don't talk about the you got soul uh, <laughs> but um i mean man even love is good yep. um that like so so we talked about in some of his early stuff how he ran the risk in a lot of those albums of of his voice is always good but the tracks still sound fairly similar from yeah. one, same I think he's running the same problem here it's just that I like the sound better than I did the other ones That's probably uh, true yeah and, and so so it's easier for me to to heap love on on this this album because yeah. after listening to those other albums i'm like oh it's a breath of fresh air yep like something new is going on here he's finding himself great you know but if you if you stand back and you look you look at it there's not a whole lot of difference from song to song here yeah um but that's okay i mean he's he's still exploring what he wants to do uh, how he wants to do it we've got a to to you know spoilers ahead you know he's He's going to find his experimental groove, and then there's going to be hot mess albums. Yep, <laughs> he's everywhere. Sure are. You know? And so, um, yeah. But this is this is this is what I expected when yep. he changes the sound. This is what I come to expect. This yeah. is what artists tend to do whenever they're shifting their sound. Is they they find a new inspiration. They new find new influences, and 
they make most of the albums sound the same. Yeah. And that's not, that's not a bad thing. That's them exploring. Uh, and, and so really like, I, I think, I think the fact that he's still holding on a little bit to these, uh, to these covers, I find that both an homage to his past career, to, to, to the past albums. Yeah. Uh, but also he's saying, you know what? This is what I've been doing the whole time. Like just giving different voice to these songs yeah. that everyone loves. And I think don't look back and I've been in Cupid even, uh, both classic, you know, songs. Yeah. They're at, they're at, he's given them new life and they're, they're giving them new, uh, new rhythms and new beat, uh, yeah. to, to enjoy them by. And so, yeah, I, I would say that, that probably that the covers are the standouts for me just because, uh, he's doing what he does best, which is give new life to old songs. So, yeah, I, 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 I'm with you with that. Um, here's the thing though. I, I like their songs and, and the covers. Mm-hmm. I don't like them better than the originals. I find yeah. like, yeah, the, Sam Cooke's version version of Cupid, I, I much prefer. This is a good version. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. Sam Cooke's better, and even yeah. um, Groovin', which has never been my favorite song. Yeah. I still kind of I found I prefer the Young Rascals version than I did uh, yeah. his version. Fair enough. Uh, there aren't birds on his version, which I guess is a, <laughs> is a plus over the Young Rascals version, but they're good. But the, but they're just good, yeah. you know. That said, uh, you. Don't Cry, I thought, was a great song mm-hmm. and had quite a bit that sounded different. You know, that yeah. it, there's a that ch- powerful chugging rhythm that it has. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a call and response style to the yeah. to, to the, the, the verses that lead into the chorus. Um, it almost feels like a country song with like yeah. it's, you know, <laughs> I can't pay my rent. Uh, my kids are hungry. I'm working <laughs> too hard sort of sort of thing. That That's easily my favorite song on the, the record because that one feels – I mean, while I like them all, save save one. There's one song that I didn't quite uh, oh, talk about in a bit. Oh, we'll get to that. Um, uh, but the rest of them, I thought, were all really good, really enjoyed them. Don't Cry is something special that I'm surprised that I hadn't heard before uh, yeah. as much as I'd heard the two title tracks. Yeah, and and it's one of those things where, I mean, it's a good, it's a good closing track. Um, it's, a, it's an unusual closing track, but it, it ends up being actually a really good closing track. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that, that what I enjoy the most about this album is the fact that he's, he's exploring, uh, traditionally black music yeah. a lot more going into this. Uh, yeah. I mean, like you said, like he's these, these, uh, complaints about not being able to pay bills, all this stuff. That's blues. I mean, yeah. that is, that is uh, traditionally black music. And so, yeah. um, you know, they, he's he's finding himself within his own own milieu of 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 his culture and so yeah. um and notice uh he's he's picking songs that are very much within that vein like he's yep. not he's not going he's not picking a paul anka song to cover or a yeah, gershwin yeah. like yeah, he's, more gershwin <laughs> <laughs> you know he's he's picking songs that that relate to to the life he knows uh yeah. and to the culture he knows and so um yeah i like i said um i'm I'm interested here i I think i know which song might be your least favorite but but i'll be interested to hear what it is what's your Um, guess i'm gonna go with lovey-dovey oh no i kind of like lovey-dovey okay nice (laughs) it's a sweet little song i don't know it's it's people in love i did not like people People in love love. um just because the the lyrics are trite um which is 
never been my favorite thing. And that that arrangement is just it's it's clanky and it's off kilter. Mm-hmm. Um, I might have been listening. I, I, the the recording I was listening to was something that somebody had uploaded to YouTube. So it was clearly recorded off of a, a vinyl record a vinyl. that had yep. seen some days. Um, yep. So maybe maybe if I had a cleaner copy, the um, the highs wouldn't be quite so tinny. But even then, I felt like it. It, the, the arrangement really preferenced um, this clunky syncopated guitar that was just slightly off a little bit. Yeah. And I don't know. It felt like there was a good song in there and maybe they were trying something new or maybe they just ran out of time. But that that was the only track that didn't work for yeah. me. The rest rest I liked. Was, was there not one that were – were you all on board for all of them? Yeah, for, for the most part. Uh, yeah. Maybe maybe – I mean, I can I can see what you're saying with the tinniness because uh, yeah. I, I think I was probably listening to the same upload. Okay, um, and it's because because it was very much off vinyl record. Yeah. Um, but for whatever reason, the the, the clankiness, the the tinniness of that song didn't really uh, okay. call itself out as as prominently uh, for me. Um, Lovey Dovey, like, just as far as the the the, 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 the tune itself, it's I, I I can listen to it. There's nothing yeah. about it I despise. Um, but it's not my favorite. Um, yeah. didn't change your life. Didn't yeah. Didn't you like the gospel life. songs. Did? <laughs> nope. Nope. It didn't. It didn't. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it, I think, I think this is just a really solid album that, that basically was his breakup with his past. Yeah. Um, yep. uh, and it, and it, you know, it's 26 minutes long. Yep. 10 songs, 26 minutes long. I mean, it's not a lengthy album. Yeah. This is, it it literally feels like he was like, yeah, I'm just gonna release this. Uh, it's my it's my dear John it's my dear John letter uh, yeah. to uh, <laughs> to to America and to uh, the studios I once knew, yeah. and uh, and then I can move on from here, um, yeah. start a new life. So I can totally go with that. Yeah. Uh, to go back to the to the cover, I think it's a, the the cover is apropos in this case. He's he's not diving in, he's not no. jumped in, but he's got his feet in the water. And it feels mm-hmm. good, you know. He's he's clearly yeah. refreshed. He's clearly where he needs to be. The dive in is coming coming later. He's just getting the lay of the land and and knowing that he likes it. And yeah, I I didn't, I didn't clock the runtime, but I think you're I think that's a great observation. Is that it's yeah. a nice short kind of sampler of the style. Mm-hmm. Greater things are on to come. But man, I'm I'm glad we're at this part. Well, and if you think about it, like since he's pretty much the reason why Bob Marley kind of <laughs> came to be known as the reggae guy. Yeah. Um he's at the cusp of even this style of music. Like he's, oh, he's absolutely. like reggae has yet to come. Yeah. Um, it's really just rock steady and ska at this point. Oh yeah. And he's starting to explore like these elements. So he's kind of on the precipice of a different form of music. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and yes, Bob Marley is, is the name that, that ultimately is synonymous with reggae, but but he's he's part of the reason why we know Bob Marley. Oh uh, yes, absolutely. So <laughs> I mean, so really, like you could almost look at this album and say this is this is not just a discovery album for him. This is this is him digging into what this music has to offer. Good point. And how it can be shifted. Um, and yes, it's 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 a little messy. It's a little uh, it's a little bit of the same same from song to song, but. But what can we do with this? Like, what what is the future of this type of music? And yeah. so, uh, and with Bob Marley, you know, by his side, I mean, uh, reggae is going to be known. Yeah. At that point, yeah. so, um, 
you can you can hint that because this is not true blue reggae. This right. is this is rock steady. This yeah. is ultimately rock steady. And there's a there's a propulsive beat that kind of runs through each song. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's hints of reggae. Um, you're starting to see it creep in, but it doesn't quite have uh, the musicality that reggae has. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I think I think this album works simply as a as kind of just a a discovery device yeah um for the 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 reggae and and for uh, jamaican music in general yeah um yeah. i mean the more i think about the more i am just blown away by the fact that johnny nash uh is the reason why we know bob marley yeah um and so <laughs> Yeah, if you're if you're tracking his, especially if you're tracking his career from the very beginning, you're yeah. like the guy that put out those kind of okay yeah, jazz exactly. albums is yeah. is he's the reason. Gonna, he's, yeah, he's the one. So yeah, yeah it's it's. I, I think this is. I think it's an important album. I don't think it's his best album. No, um, or even the best of Rocksteady. Uh, it'd probably be a pretty mild to to low on the Rocksteady uh, album list. Um, but cause there were people that were doing it long before he did. Sure. Um, but I think, I think it's a, it's probably an important record, yeah. uh, for both him and for the music as a whole. So, yeah. um, yeah, that's about all I can say about that. Yeah. It's a darn enjoyable record. It uh, is. put it on, listen to it. It's, it's, it's good stuff. It is. You'll be in a good mood at the end of it. So yeah. Totally. <laughs> Well, that's been uh, So Gross, Such Point, Much Blank. We are going to continue on with our minute-to-minute analysis of Gross Point Blank next week. And remember, this podcast is us. Thank you for listening to So Gross, Such Point, Much Blank on the Film Inquiry Podcast Network. If you like what you've heard, head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and give us a good review. Every bit of feedback us do more of whatever it is we're doing here. If you don't like what you've heard, you liked those boring Johnny Nash albums. I don't understand. Our podcast theme music comes from Jans. You can find more of Jans' work at jansofficial.com. This week's intro music is Cool Reggae Party by Juanitos. Our podcast outro music comes from Jeff Hansen, and our podcast artwork comes from Jeff Wyrick. You can follow the show on Twitter at SoGrossPod. You can follow Joe on Twitter at J-A-George-I-I. And although Blake is taking a Twitter sabbatical right now, I'm sure he'll be back with more Trash Panda jokes. So look out for him at Lost in Osmosis. That's it for this week, and join us again next week for more So Gross, Such Point, Much Blank. Hey, 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 bing, 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 bang. Popcorn. Yeah, whatever.